to her fully through mid on for four. Jeffrey Bolton, 100-100s, the place to get it here on his home ground at Heavenly. Got it! Got it! Well deserved, a magnificent delivery from Darren Goff. Must be very close to five. Got him! What a patch this is for Ryan Sidebottom. Welcome off to the Covers Off podcast from Yorkshire County Cricket Club. I'm Richard Pyra. Uh, something a little bit different this week. With me this week, we've got our producer, Kate. So Kate is a freelance producer who works for the BBC and TalkSport. So welcome, Kate, onto the podcast for the first time. Thank you. Good to be here. Finally. So, <laughs> finally. Yeah, you're normally behind the scenes editing and then our, Normally I just watch. Rubbish. So you, you, you're a freelance producer and... You're normally working with uh, experts and professionals in this field. How is it working with two Muppets who are not sure what they're doing? <laughs> well, it's not that different. I do uh, bump into Darren Goff now and then down at Talksport Towers. <laughs> it's not that oh, much God. different to uh, Tim. But um, no, it's all yeah. good. All good. So you're basically calling Goff here. Brizzy, Brizzy, yeah. you're what? not supposed to be talking yet. <laughs> right, we'll crack on then, as soon as Brizzy just messed that up. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise I didn't realise it was a surprise, to be honest. Well, I ain't introduced you yet, have I? No, well, you don't have to introduce me. I'm here every week. So. <laughs> okay, so this week's guest. We've been, I've been racking my brains who to, who to get on. We wanted somebody who's uh, got a good CV, played a lot of cricket, and he likes to have a bit of a chat. And So we found somebody who's played 651 professional games. He scored 11,528 runs. He's taken 1,048 wickets. He's won two Ashes. Sometimes he says three, depends how many beers he's had. He's won one World Cup T20, two county championships, and one big bash. That is a proper CV in anyone's books. Please welcome to the pod our very own Tim Bresnan. Thanks, Rich. Bres, that's, that's a proper CV, that, mate. Thanks, bud. You're very, I know you're very modest about your CV, so we're going to make you talk a bit about it today. To, to be honest, Rich, when you put forward the idea about a podcast all about me, because we've done you, I was a, I was slightly uneasy about it because let's be honest, I, I, I don't like I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> well, it depends what depends where you're at because when you go, when we go to a pub and you've had a couple of drinks, you don't stop talking about yourself. No, that's that's complete and utter like that's a truma. So that, there's no truth in that whatsoever. Um, but I do like the put down. I do, I do like to be able to put down when someone just comes at you and goes, oh, what do you all do now? Well, we're so going to make you talk bit a bit today about it. But So, come on, 650 games, you've got, you've got a th- over a 1,000 wickets now in, in all competitions. Yeah. You've won all those, you know, Ashes twice, home and away, county championship back-to-back, a World Cup. You must, you must be, looking back now, you must be proud of what you've achieved so far. Uh, yeah, uh, massively. I think uh, over the last sort of two months, it's given me a, a time to reflect a little bit. Obviously, I, I, not many people get to do that until they retire, but I suppose you know the last two months has been like a sort of a trial run at retirement in a, in a way. You know, I'm basically just dossing about the house, taking the kids on bike rides, sunning myself in the garden, and, and doing odd bits and bobs around the around the gaff. So I managed to put up some some pictures and stuff and. You know, tidy the garage out, which was a lot of fun. 
just sort of going, taking a stroll down memory lane, just picking stuff up and going, oh, I remember that. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. And I suppose you don't, you don't obviously reflect on everything you've achieved until the end of your career, but I, I still feel I've got a bit of life left in me. So, but I suppose I wouldn't have been in that position without this, without this situation that we're in now where I've got time on my hands to, to think, really. So, you know, with all those major trophies that you've won, what's been your highlight? I know, you know, County Championship back-to-back, I was there. But going and winning a World Cup and two Ashes, what, you know, what, where do they all stand with you? It's, it's difficult to bracket them, I think. It's difficult to put one in front of the other. I mean, Ashes was immense, for obvious reasons, especially the one down in the India. We, we, um, India away, first time in 33 years that we beat them in a series, Test cricket. That was a phenomenal feeling as well. Um, but yeah, like the, the World Cup was, again, just things that you, you pinch yourself after, you think this is my boy's dream, I'm living it here. At the time, all you're concentrating on is your next corona or whatever. It is, sorry, corona's bad, bad choice of words, isn't it? Your, your next, your next <laughs> beer <laughs> or rum and coke or wherever you are in the world. But yeah, I mean, the, the back-to-back champos is going to take some beating. To do it once, I mean, we had an unbelievable team, unbelievable ball attack. We got a lot of those that year. Everyone fired. But then to go away and not and not sort of rest on our laurels and say, right, a lot of teams who win this are in party mode for the next two seasons. They end up getting relegated or, you know, fighting for relegation at the end of the season. We don't want to be that team. We want to, you know, back this up. We realise we're in sort of a golden period. Um, we want to keep this keep this side together and we'll uh, challenge again. And, and to win it back to back. And we nearly did the three-peat. What were we like? Probably 50, 60, 50, 60 runs away from, from winning it three times. Yeah. So... I mean, that was that was an awesome, awesome game of cricket as well to be involved in. Would you say uh, winning um, back-to-back championships, looking back, would you now value all your achievements with Yorkshire more than achievements with England, or is it kind of equal? Um, it's tough. It, like I said, it's tough to put them in order. It's tough to bracket them. But I think, you know, over, over an Ashes series, you know, it's, it's three months and it's very, very intense and hard for County season is a proper marathon, and to and to do it the way we did it, and it was all, you know, all lads that had come through the academy at Yorkshire, barring Puds and Brooksy, and basically everyone I was playing with, I played with them for 10, 12 years, so that made it extra special, and that that was obviously a phenomenal feeling, you know, to strut into a bar in St John's Wood in our whites with a you know, medals around our necks and stuff. Cap still on, smelling of cigars and champagne was, you know, was fantastic. Those are the times, like everyone pretty much on the pod so far has said those are the times that you remember. And yeah, they were pretty special. Yeah, so definitely. I, so to answer your question, I can't rank them. No. Uh, Fair I enough. Suppose, I sort of, I sort of, I sort of it up into like two different careers. You know, I have an England career, which was brilliant. And I want, you know, no regrets, I want to top it for the world. And then I've got obviously my Yorkshire career, which is, been again phenomenal. Yeah, I'm with you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> when I won the when I won the Bradford League with Woodlands, uh, that's two different. <laughs> How, many times that that? How many times? How many times? I don't that? know. About five times. I don't know. Uh, yeah, similar to winning the Ashes away, probably when we won it at um, Bradford and Bingley once. But no, but um, going. But let's go back to the start then, Bruce. I know your uh, your family's a big cricketing family. I uh, I'm same age as your brother Nick. I started playing with Nick at under under twelves. My first memory of the Bresden family though was when I was twelve year old. I was playing for Osset second team, 
and there were an old bloke opening it bowling up the hill with a moustache and big curly hair. And it was Ray Bresnan, your dad. And he, uh, he said to me when I got to non-strikers then, he said, uh, just give you a word of warning here, young man. I'm going to go out, 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 and then I'm going to go in. Just keep your pads out at way. <laughs> so 12-year-old, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries, mate. You keep bowling. Anyway, next over. Out, out, out. Big in-swinger, out LB. Just looked at me and went, told you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and it just remind, it reminds me of what you're like now, Breswick, young lads in next. I, I doubt that highly, Richard. <laughs> no, but you are from a big cricketing family, aren't you? Quick Townville. Yeah, so exactly. Just, like, like, you know, tell us about your upbringing up there. Well, obviously, yeah, my dad played. Um, all my uncles played for a team called Townville. And then, you know, I played, like, cricket from being schoolboy, sort of under-11s. Uh, I think I got into under-11s, Yorkshire's team, when I was about seven. So I played in the same year as my brother. And then just played, sort of, until I was 11 in the 11s. But then there wasn't any room. When I got to, like, 12, 13, I wanted to be playing second-team cricket. And there was no room at Townville for me in the team. So I ended up going down the road to Castleford. And that's where I got my start, really. So I played a couple of second-team games. And then, you know, I was I was bowling quite nicely all the men up. So they picked me in the first team. I think the first game was against uh, Rich Kettlebrook, uh, Sheffield. Sheffield Collegiate. Collegiate. Yeah, yeah, Collegiate. And yeah, like, I just, I did okay. And then that was, like, end of the season. And then start of the next season, I was in the first team. So, and my brother who was 18 months, two years older than me, was still scoring, sat in the score box on a Saturday afternoon and I was playing men's cricket. So I yeah. thought that was a massive sort of leap past him. And, and yeah, I just went from strength to strength. And then 13, 14, I was obviously playing Yorkshire school boys, but it doesn't really matter for much, does it? Well, it does, obviously, yeah. while you're playing it. But men's cricket is where it's at. And if you're doing well in men's cricket as a youngster, you know, you get noticed pretty quickly. And I played against the Yorkshire Academy. You might have played this game at Castleford. I think that was... Must have been I did. 14 or I was yeah, 14, I, was, I think. I was 16, I think you were 14. Yeah. And be opening the ball. And I think you got Neil Harris out first ball or something. That's right, I think. And then who's the like uh, Newton, Gaz Newton. Gary Newton, yeah. Yeah, swung one back and got Gaz Newton out. Ended up with like four or five that day. And uh, Steve Alden obviously was watching behind the side screen. Well, not from behind, obviously, but behind where he sits, you know, in his little picture. Is that before you? Car or after, <laughs> yeah, probably a long, long time before, but then, um, yeah, like sort of the, the remainder of that summer, I was invited to play second team cricket for Yorkshire, you know, because I, I wasn't really anywhere near, I was near the academy, but I think whenever I'd played for them, I'd, I'd not done right well, I'd not given a decent account myself, or I'd not had opportunity really, but yeah, with the new ball playing in the twos, yeah, I bowled nicely and then got a phone call. One Saturday afternoon, saying we're, we're short. Well, not short, obviously, but uh, we'd like to come <laughs> play in Norwich Union, which was massive for me. That, that was the year after, so I was sixteen. So I remember, uh, I remember this, Brez, because we were both part of the Saturday Academy team then, weren't we? That's right, yeah. And um, it went towards the end of the season, and we we're having our finds do, weren't we? We were. <laughs> and we were having um, we were out having a few drinks in in Leeds, um, and you was only sixteen, so you came and had an orange juice. Yeah. Um, and then you told everyone that you were making your your county debut the day after. And we went to this this club stroke bar. I can't remember what it was called. Do you? DVA, I think. Oh, DVA, yeah. <laughs> and um, it was only about eight o'clock, and yeah, well. you said, uh, "I'm gonna have to go, lads. My dad's outside waiting for me." 
Yeah. And you don't think you it called, didn't it, for yeah, to go it, play first team cricket next day? Yeah, it did. It did. Checked up outside TV. He goes, What's going on in there? I mean, I'm like, I don't know, Dad. <laughs> I wasn't allowed in. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant, though. It pretty much sums you up, doesn't it? You, you, you walk out of a, a bar, stroke club, and then the next day you make your county debut. Not much has changed since then, has it? No. No, <laughs> I don't think it has. <laughs> it's it, you know I, I think yeah I'm I'm fairly relaxed type of guy to be honest oh, I'd like to think I am. I'm getting more stressed now as the kids get a bit more uh, you get more stressed with the kids than you do with cricket I think I do yeah I do tell um, I remember uh, speaking to Gailey actually and Gailey was in Australia when you were uh, in Oz for the Ashes and um, he spent I think he spent. Did you spend uh, Christmas Day with Gailey, but you knew you were playing um, yeah. the Boxing Day test? Yeah. And um, you know what Gailey's like. Gailey, if, if Gailey were playing cricket the next day, they'd been in bed at seven o'clock, drinking water, and he couldn't believe that you were playing one of the biggest ever test matches that you can play in. And you, you were a Christmas Day, you'd had a full Christmas lunch, three or four beers, re- relaxed. And Gailey was telling a story saying, I, I, if there's anything I could change in my career, it would be to to not worry and just relax about the game and like just like Brezzy does and he, he, he couldn't believe how relaxed you were leading into probably the biggest one of the biggest test matches you could ever play in Thanks I, I guess <laughs> Yeah I, I just I don't know I, I honestly don't know you, you're putting me on the spot here I, I was hoping this conversation wasn't going to go like this Rich uh, Alright well but I, I just I guess it's just me really like it's just something that you know and you could it's not, say, a confidence or arrogance or anything like that. It's just a, I might as well play the game as if it's going to be my last because it might be my last, you know. You might as well just go out and enjoy it and have fun. And that's that's the way I did pretty much play most of my England career. And I really, really enjoyed it. I've, like I say, I've got no regrets. Like, I smashed my elbow to pieces in India. Give me, give me that ball again and give me that catch again and tell me that the same would happen. I'd probably still go for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've got no regrets whatsoever, but just all chilled and stuff. I mean, yeah, you do you do get the occasional wobble and stuff. Remember the... So, I played a lot of county cricket at this point. I think I was about 20. It's before I made my test debut, after I'd made my one-day international debut. And it was like England Academy in the winter and Yorkshire during the summer. England Academy Yorkshire, England Academy Yorkshire, England Academy. I just got, like... I just got so over it, so burnt out. Going spending yeah. spending your, your winters at Loughborough when it's freezing cold, like getting dragged out of bed at five in the morning to go and get kicked up and down by Simon Jones doing judo or something. It just it just won't for me. I was just like, don't need this. You know, the the way I believed you got picked for England was to play well for Yorkshire, and that's how you get noticed. Not by yeah. not by swimming up and down at Loughborough, Loughborough Sports Complex. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I just I, like they offered me a tour to New Zealand, and I just said to the DP, I just said, "I'm over it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to tour." He's like, "Oh well, give you a couple of months off and see how you feel." And he, he, he phoned me up a couple of months later. He went, "So New Zealand, Brez, how do you think?" So I just went, ah, "Yeah, all right." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you bet you know where you're not coming." And I, I did think, you know what? That was my probably first dealings with anything sort of negative in my career and anything sort of like you know mental really and it it, it was it was a bit of an eye-opener like lads call it winter of doom don't they now but yeah like i uh 
yeah, I went off the rails a bit that winter. But I tell you what, I enjoyed my cricket a hell of a lot more the next summer. I played the next. I've played the next Test match of the next summer after that, after returning down a tour with the Lions to New Zealand. Yeah. So it just it just shows you, doesn't it? There's all there's all different ways in and all different roads to to where you want to be. I think it's a big part of your cricket, isn't it? Always enjoying it and not taking it too seriously, and you get your best out of yourself like that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, just uh, you just just got to just got to have the mentality that everything's going to be all right. Yeah. And, and usually it works out. Yeah, I I know you hate talking about cricket, and you are hating this right now, Briz, aren't you? But Can you see me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but we've got I've got a few Twitter questions. We've had more Twitter questions than ever for you. Really? So uh, let me go through these Twitter questions, and we can get onto some stories behind. I, I should I should have been on Twitter, shouldn't I? Reading them and getting prepared, but yeah, I've been, well, I've been building a bar. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> so right, I've been I've been building a bar at home. Oh, you know is what? that a bar for squatting and bench press? You know exactly what type of bar it is, Richard. <laughs> I do, I do. Right, Bres, few Twitter questions for you. So this one's this first one's from James Carmen. Despite all those wonderful achievements, is your amazing six for nineteen in a Roses T Twenty match three years ago and a knee side celebration your greatest moment on a cricket field for the Yorkshire fans that night and that incredible atmosphere generated was one of the truly great memories and. With that six for nineteen, you beat my best career, uh, best five foot for Yorkshire as well. So you've taken it off me. Don't know what to say, Rich. I'm sorry. Sorry, right, I'll let you. It was pretty special, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. I don't know what I was doing knee sliding. I think I got caught up in the moment a little bit. <laughs> when I look back, I just think, "You're 30 years old, mate. What are you doing? What do you think you are?" <laughs> Some sort I, of Premier League footballer or what? I felt sorry for Cal Carver because Cal Carver came to celebrate with you and you, you, you rugby tackled him and just picked him up and put him on his shoulder. Yeah, I can't, it's one of those things that just, the moment overtakes you, you just go for it, don't you? Yeah. The thing is, it was a team hat trick, so it was two and two, wasn't it? And then yeah. run, and out, run out. Run out. So I can't believe I, the wicket didn't even go down to me and I'm doing a knee slide. So, re- so really, you got seven for, didn't you? Pretty much. I got a catch as well, so if you want to add that on. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Like, we talk about cricket, we talk about winning trophies, and you hate it. And then you get you get a beer in your hand, and you're like, "Yeah, pretty much got seven for." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Next one, Brez is from uh, one of our old teammates, actually, Rob Barlow. Oh yeah, like leg spinner. He has he ever done anything better than when his brother took seven wickets for three runs against Lancashire 11s when they were eleven all out? No. And, that's, on, uh, that's on wall at home, like my was, dad's house. I was going to say, it's like uh, you've won all these stuff and when you walk into your mum and dad's house, first thing on wall is uh, Nick's seven for three. Yeah. To be fair, like not, not that I'm a, like, a topper or anything, but I did get eight for 14 in under 11s. But there's a, there's so you have, you have done better. Well, no, but like because it went seven for three, like seven for three is pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Like awesome. eight, for, eight for 14, it's a bit standard. So, it's a bit expensive, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one is from a lad called Ol. Apart from myself, when he got me out for St. Michael's last year, who would you say your biggest scalp is? Uh, St. Michael's? Oh, league cricket. Oh, I've got a story for you about league cricket. Go on. What now? Biggest, well, why not? Uh, biggest scalp, Sachin Tendulkar, I reckon. <laughs> All right, name drop. Sorry. Well, he, was on, uh, his... he was on 90... This is... It's a good story. He was on 99... Uh, international hundreds and um, 
he, he probably there was no referrals in that series, obviously because the BCCI didn't like him, did they? India didn't like him, and it was at the Oval in the last Test of the series, and he was on ninety-nine, he was fast and this this ball, it's probably umpire like it's it's missing leg anyway, and um, <laughs> anyway, umpire Hill from Aussie lad shot him out. Everyone like that. It was on. It was, it was on like eighty odd as well. It was definitely going to get it, and um, we went series, uh, got a number one in the world, and um, we get we both get death threats. Me and this umpire, we got death threats for like ages after it. I got them on Twitter. He got people writing to him, like to his home address and stuff, getting proper death threats. Going, how dare you give him out? Missing leg, this sort of thing. So yeah, I caught up with him a couple of months later. I think at some at like ICC Champions Trophy or something. He was like, mate, I've had to. Get a security guard and stuff. Like, so yeah, like he got police protection around it. It's gaff in Australia. Unbelievable, isn't it? Fanatic. Yeah. That is fanatic. Proper. Anyway, well, that league, league cricket so, story. Is it one of those? It's not a. It's not a Brazil story, is it? No, it's not. It's actually pretty bad. And I'm uh, when I look back, this is one of those things that I'm not very proud of. Things that I've done. Go on. But I'm going to share. So we're in circle of trust, aren't we? Yeah. So I played a couple of games of league cricket last year when I was coming back from an injury for Hartshead. And it's Division Two, uh, Bradford League. So standards okay, um, but the wickets like we played on a wicket, it had rained a bit in the week, and the, the game at Hart said it was like you can basically there was just no pace, no bounce. No. So I bowled at this lad, this opener, and he's a bit of a dasher. Anyway, he slogged me twice straight onto the road over my head. And I was like, I'm not having this. So I bowled a bouncer, and it, I reckon it might have bounced twice before it got to the batsman. Never mind. Right. So I was like, well, that's out. Next ball, pitched it up, thinking he was going to be sat on his whatever. Anyway, big stride forward. And it's like, it swung through it. It's stuck in pitch. Right. And you know where sometimes it sticks in pitch and it does you, but you swing through it and you just get, you just catch it, don't you? Yeah. I'm telling you, this ball went miles. It went over the road, over the hedge, over the sides, over the side screen, over the hedge, over the road and into someone's front garden, like I said. So I was like, I'm not having this. So I ran up next ball and I bowled him a flat one. <laughs> like, a proper flat one. And I meant it as well. You sound like Tino Best. I know. But I, I didn't know, well, I didn't know what else to do, obviously, just keep plugging away and stuff. But I thought, I just got so riled up, I thought, I'm having it. Bowl him a flat one. It's a bit wet. I'll get away with it. Anyway, it's, it's gone like that. It's gone, oh, like I've gone, oh, sorry, Biggin. Like, you know, like, accidental one of them. An umpire, square leg. I was just going, what's, what's up? What's big? What's bigger? Who are? Umpire uh, striker at my end, bowler's end, was going, what's, what's going on, boys? What's going on? He's like, he just, flat one, mate. Flat one, it's Beamer. He went, nah, nah, it bounced, mate. Bounced. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Tosh Baker were at Gully. And this, uh, they're all sledging him now. They're all sledging batter. And batter's like turning around going, what? What's going on? International cricket are bowling flat ones. Do you reckon he meant it? Tosh is like, mate, he's played over 600 games. Of course he meant it. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So bolt next ball, nipped away, playing miss. And then I ran through and went, you mean that, mate? I went, I just looked at him and winked. Next, you're ball, bad stump, man. next ball stumps everywhere. Cheers, big man. On your back. You're, you're a bad man. I know. Can't, can't beat a bit of banter in the league, though. I feel really bad about it, but I had to, kind of one of them, like, it didn't leave me much... Uh, I didn't really like stand on, just had to do something. You sat to show his boss. <laughs> yes, correct, Kate. In in whatever way I could. And that's what, You're born, what it is. born winner, aren't you, bro? Born winner, winner's mentality. Yeah. That's no. why I've got road that's why I put roadworks on Windy Bank. <laughs> <laughs>
Right, Brez, you, you've travelled the world. You must have some good stories. In fact, before you start on your stories from, from the um, dressing rooms and stuff, I need to ask you, you know, the Ashes away, uh, brilliant tour, you play some great cricket, love watching it, but what the hell was that? What were it? Sprinkler. sprinkler. What, what, what was the sprinkler? Like, you guys were like, oh, the sprinkler's quality, look at us all. Mate, we were all watching this going, what are these Muppets doing? Absolute cringe fest, wasn't it? What were all that about? And you were going, and then I saw you on camera, you were next to KP going, ah, Kev, 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 look at my sprinkler. <laughs> if I could reach down at the camera right now. You'd what? Mess your hair on up. It. <laughs> Come on, what's, what's, what, what was the sprinkler all about? Um, well, so, first night on tour, like, we land in Perth, and it's accepted, it's customary that you've got to have a massive one. Obviously, gets you over jet lag gets you into sort of into time zone you just go and have a massive night out and like try and stay up the next day until like you fall asleep at like a reasonable time eight o'clock and then bang you in so we're on this massive night out everyone's enjoying it and um we just we sort of look up and Collie's in the middle of the dance floor doing the sprinkler dance and we can't understand what's going on but a few lads join in anyway it just like it just sort of blossomed into for the rest of the tour so there was there was Collie's sprinkler dance and then there was like Strauss, who was dancing as well, who was like... Um, Can't imagine Strauss dancing. No, neither could anyone else, to be honest. But it's sort of like, Big Wheeler, keep rolling, you know that one? But it wasn't yeah. that song, obviously, but that's what he was doing. Posh wheel, he'd have a posh wheel, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd have like a Rolls, big Rolls Royce wheel or something. But yeah, he was sort of doing that dance. But Collie Sprinkler, so it kind of took off at rest at all, and we were just like, whenever we were just messing around or whatever, we'd just bust out Sprinkler or something, and it kept kind of became one of the themes, you know, like your themes of the season. And it became one of the themes of the time. It was quite funny to us, but yeah, when you look back, it's a bit of a cringe fest, just <laughs> doing it in front of 40,000 yeah. like at the Boxing Day test. So yeah, that's where it came from, Paul Collingwood. Well, you've got a lot to answer for, because it was it terror. Good cricket, but terror. Yeah. terror. You see, I actually give, uh, uh, what's his name? Mizbah, Mizbah Al-Hak. Like, you know when they're doing press-ups at... Uh, after a test match against yeah. England, because they've won. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's going to bite you, lads. Because it was exactly the same thing. I was thinking, yeah. Sprinkler bit us big time. I think <laughs> that's going to that's gonna bite you, Miss Bar. <laughs> and I tweeted it out and got, again, a load of crap from a load of fans. But, yeah, worth it. Go on then, Rez. Any, any more stories from you? From the, it didn't have to be your England time, but... Do you know what? There's, there's so many. And we've, we've talked about a few of them over, over these podcasts, haven't we? Like, we've done, what, this is episode 10, is it? Yeah, I suppose one that that's that I sort of mentioned. I don't know if it made the edge, but um, so we're in Durham playing Australia in a one-day series, and um, sort of I've come, you know, the Radisson across the bridge. Yeah. So we're in there, and um, I come back to my room after training, walk through the door, and there's a there's a there's a key card on my um, on my dresser. I was like, that's weird. Can't remember leaving that there. So I've like I picked it up, tried the door, it's worked. So then I tried next door. The one who was was uh, I can't, uh, it was one of our lads we've done anyway, and and it worked. It let me in. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just hang on to this. Must be like it was master key. It was like um, one of the cleanest keys or something. So you can only imagine the fun that we could have had with this key. So we watch. I said to Jimmy, Jimmy's come down, walking towards him in the corridor. I said, oh, what, what, what were you, mate? He went, oh, this one. I just went, oh, there you go, mate. And he's like, what? How did you just do that? I was like, 
Master Key figure is like, oh my God. So we wait for Swanny to leave for dinner and we go into his room. We turn the mattress upside down. We put porn on the TV. So I bought a porno, put it on TV, turned it up full blast, took the batteries out of the remote. We, bit, we stole all of his minibar. We just basically cleaned out his minibar. We, we ordered some room service. Jimmy took a, a dump in the toilet, but, you know, a, a Joey squat reverse one. <laughs> let, it, let it slide down the front of the ball. But it didn't slide, it just stuck. It just stuck on the front of the ball. It, it obviously didn't wipe, it just went straight next door to his room to wipe himself up, and then he came back. Then we turned the mattress upside down. We just, we just basically just ransacked his room, just chucked his wardrobe all over the bed and stuff like that after. We just, we, and then we went for dinner. So we're walking across the bridge, and um, just as we get across the bridge, that comes down the stairs. It's Swanee and his wife. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's, he's gone out. And he's, I don't know, Sarah must have been downstairs, like, waiting to go for dinner. We didn't know she was there. We didn't have a clue she was there. So, yeah, he's, he was uh, he was describing the scenes the next day. He was like, I couldn't get Palmer for TV, lads. I literally couldn't get Palmer for TV. I was like, I got room service to come and make my bed. And all three of us were stood there watching porn while she's while she's doing making the bed up. <laughs> so you can, yeah. So just stuff like that, pranks and stuff. Did you earn up to it? Well, I knew it. Yeah, he kind of knew it was. No one else there. <laughs> you haven't got a good poker. You haven't got a good poker face, Brazzy. But you. No, nah, I know. Stood... But like in that in that sort of team <laughs> at the time, I don't think anyone else would have dared mess with him. Right, Brizzy, covers off quick fire questions. Yeah. So it's your chance to give us your answers this time. Okay. Earliest cricket memory? Uh, behind the score box with my brother. Taking seven for? No, no. He actually, uh, he bowled me a, a real ball. Like, we, we lost all tennis balls. We decided to play with a real ball. And um, won it a divot, it got up. And the seam split my ear. Split the webbing on my ear. That's probably my, one of my earliest memories. Is that why they're so big? Going to hospital, have it glued back on. <laughs> Good job I didn't eat, eat uh, your Nick's ears. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, cricket and hero. Jack Callis. Ian, Aust- Ian Austin. Yeah, Os- Oscar. <laughs> Merv Hughes. Uh, <laughs> Jack Callis. That's a yeah. good one. Uh, professional debut. Touched on that, haven't we? Yep. What year um, was that? No idea. <laughs> you, you are hopeless with dates, aren't you? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the uh, game against? Ken. Did you get a wicket? No, about four overs for about 15. Uh, uh, first first time I, uh, I was at third man, took a catch. Um, can't remember who it was. Took a catch at third man. Gav Hamilton open bowling, ball short and wide, slash, catch down at third man, caught it. All I can remember is sort of everything being quiet and the ball sort of fizzing towards me. And then, you know, and it slaps and stops fizzing yeah. on it. And then yeah. for that split second, everything's quiet still. And then... Big cheer. Yeah. So I've run, run into the middle and Gav is going, told you lads, it's a short wide wicket. And you know what? I, I believed that for a couple of years that there was <laughs> such a thing as a short wide wicket. Like, oh, you got a ball short and wide on this pitch. <laughs> so I was like, I was adamant that it's a short wide pitch. But obviously he was just being a douchebag. Just, just being Gavin Hamilton. Yeah, he was, yeah. 100% short 100%. and wide. <laughs> right, Brez, best game you played in? Uh... World Cup final. Yeah. Your favourite ground to play at in the world? 
Lords. Yeah. For the cricket think, or for the food? Both. Yeah. I love yeah. I love the fact that you can just go and help yourself to a fridge full of fizzy drinks <laughs> and sweets and stuff. I, I usually do pretty well there as well. So Yeah. It's one of the best innings I've seen you play. Uh that the last game when we're chasing the third. Third yeah. championship. About hundred and fifty were it. That were a proper knock. Yeah, one I've got, a, I've got a little trophy for that somewhere. Found it on the day. Say, close but not close enough. Yeah, close but not cigar. No, it's uh, the Crickets, Cricket Writers Association Championship Innings of the Year. Nice, yeah, pretty token that, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody to bat for your life. Alistair Cup. Yeah. Messi's in the dressing room. Can't pick yourself. <laughs> Harry Brook. Brookie's not bad, you know. He sits next to me. It's just a bit of a gremlin. No, I just think because I'm, I was, I've was been used to having all that corner to myself because I had three seats in us. When Gailey retired, I had three seats and now I've gone down to two seats and that little it's cramping Harry, his space, right? that little Harry sat ne- right next to me so he's got the spare seat to his right. Couldn't even sit one to his right and give us both a, a, sheet, a spare seat to share. And he, so, he doesn't just sit in his corner, does he? He, just, he, no. he like shadow bats all the time. Yeah, and he's always naked. Like, and you know how it's it's a corner. So obviously, when I'm sat facing one way, he's literally he's he's always naked. He's literally just sits naked. He's like he's <laughs> like my, like my four year old. He's always naked. There's a few there's a few of our lads like to be naked in our dressing room, isn't there? Yeah. It's like after every, after every session. Pato comes off the field, strips off, and wafts yeah. himself with his boxer shorts. He does wafts his balls yeah. with his boxers. What's all that about? He says it's for chafing. Do you remember when, uh, I think, I can't remember who it was, but uh, someone bought him uh, one of those hand, like battery-operated fans. <laughs> yeah. To fan, his, uh, to fan <laughs> his nuts with, so he don't get sweaty nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, he'd waft, him, waft his nuts with his... Uh, it's one of the strangest... Um, Things I've seen, and it's just it's just it's a superstition now, isn't it? It's a superstition, yeah. yeah. Even if he's not bold, he's not done anything. He'll come off and change all his clothes and wash yeah. himself. Yeah, go through some oh. serious washing tablets, that lad. Okay, who's the vainest cricketer you've come across? You can't say Rich. No, no, no I won't say Rich. <laughs> you see, I've I've obviously um, played with quite a few. There's there's some seriously vain cricketers in the England team. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy be up there Swanee be up there for all different reasons obviously Jimmy because he's yeah he does his hair nice and everything before he go out and play like they're all in the mirror it's mm. one of the weirdest weirdest things I've ever seen so everyone there's literally a queue just before you go out for the mirrors in the bathrooms when you play for England so obviously every game's on TV it's like our dressing room at Rose's game but you know on speed like everyone does it every day. Like there's literally pots of uh, grooming stuff like on the sinks. Like obviously freebies that the company has sent and stuff. So like that Nivea advert with Liverpool and they're all in the yeah. mirror. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's literally just like that, Kate. It's embarrassing. So I just look and just go, oh, what the hell? Like this is. <laughs> so come on, name, name your vainest one then, bros. You've got to name one. Jade Dernbach. Oh. There's a bit of tension between you and Jade Dernbach, isn't there? No, there's not. No. no. Why would there be? Lovely like no. Jade, I like him. All right. Must be somebody else from England team that you told me you didn't like after a beer. I can't remember that. 
I can only do one or two people. All right, then name them. <laughs> um, best celebration or party after a game or series? Harbour Where Lights. That? World Cup final. Harbour Lights, Barbados. Yeah. So it was a who's who of... There was like celebrities in there and stuff. And when I, t- when I say celebrities, I'm talking about Dwight York. <laughs> 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 Brian Lara, Dwight York. Uh, and that's it. But no, nah, I'm sure there was a few more. But. Me and Mags once went out Barbados for a beer on pre-season tour and uh, Dwight York were with Brian Lara and uh, invited on to, as to Abramovich's yacht. Oh, really? Mm. Did you go? No, I bottled it. Why? Because, I don't know, it was just intimidating, wasn't it? Abramovich's we yacht. Were you thinking, it, if we get out on there, how are we going to get home? Swim? Yeah. It was miles out to sea. We had a game next day. Anyway, I had to stop Mags from swimming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's, there's an escape clause and there's, a, there's fines rebates for stuff like that. Yeah. It had been a bad tour for Mags. He'd been caught going out once already, so... <laughs> right, Brez. Um, three people living or dead to have dinner with. Um, do you know what? I ask these questions every week. I've never once considered what I'd answer. Uh, <laughs> Pass. You like your golf? What about a golfer? Uh, I'm going to go for. I think it's a massive, it's a massive insight into your sort of intelligence level. Is this question? Isn't it? That's why it's asked so widely. Um, I'm going to say Ant Middleton. Yep. Not because of the intelligence level, but I think he's quite an inspirational bloke. He'd have some good stories as well. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm into, into that stuff. I actually applied for Celebrity SAS. I didn't get anything back. got donuts. See, that's uh, the difference between me and you. I applied for a normal one. You applied for a Celebrity one. Did you actually apply for a normal one? Yeah, I asked Frog if I could go on it. What did he say? He said, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, well, I don't think I'd be fit enough for normal one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Middleton, Warren Buffett, I think a guy called Vitalik Buterin. What, is, what, what does he do? Is he a builder? No, <laughs> he's uh, he's quite into like. Uh, well, he's not into it. He's like he invented. Um, one of the leading cryptocurrencies. He's just an unbelievable, unbelievably smart human. It's a random three, that, Briz. I know, but you just think, right, I'm just, I'm thinking, not for, because I like to be positive, I like to take steps to, like, improve myself and make sure that, you know, family's going to be all right when I retire and stuff like that. I just think those three would have, they give me the mentality, the belief and the information that I needed to be able to make a success of anything that I was going to do. Like it. It's good. And, right. Yeah. Pick your six aside cricket team that you've played with. Uh, played with. How many overs were playing? Uh, six. <laughs> right, okay. Don't matter. Just pick your best team that you've played with. Right, okay. I don't think I'd make it in. Wow. It's a surprise to me that. Why? Because you hang on to everybody's word when you're doing the doing this because you think you're going to be in their six. As a cricketer, I still aren't, uh, you know, put bums on seats. I just do my job. Pretty middle of the road, aren't I? Mr. Reliable yeah. type of cricketer. So I'm not if like... You, if you're a footballer, you'd be a central defender, wouldn't you? Yeah. Bit of a donkey. Yeah. Just do all hard yards. 
<laughs> Thanks, Rich. What about midfielder? You know, just stand no. in the middle of the park. Just stand in the middle of the park and uh, kick people. No, that be me. No. Um, all right, six aside team. Butler. Yeah. Opener, wicketkeeper. Stokes, McGrath, Lehman. Oh, is that four? Four. Rashid. Yeah, genius. Johnson. Bit of pace. Mm. It's a good six. Right, Brez, we're going to give you a chance at the Patel nicknames. Are you up for it? I, I feel as though I've got a bit of an unfair advantage. Should I get a stopwatch? Um, let's go for it. I, I, I do feel as though this should not be counted. Like, I'm massively against this. Just so we're all clear, I'm massively against this. If anything, you should prove your knowledge and beat the 25. Yeah, if anything, yeah. If anything. Are you ready? Come on then, Bez. 30 seconds. Three, two, one, go. Goat. Goat shark. Goat eagle. Goat face. Goat man. Paper shins. Macaroni man. Cocoa pot back. Um... Ned Flanders, <laughs> Sally, Sally Gunnell, not Sally Gunnell, uh, Sally Webster, Gail Platt, uh, Steve, Stephen, Stiben, Stiben the Yugot. Um, uh, Three, two, one. Bad marathon runner. That's it. Bad cleaner. <laughs> How did Mags get 25? I don't know. I don't know. He must have written a load down. What did I get there? <laughs> There's a lot in there that we haven't had yet. Well, yeah. Well. Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Yokely dogly. <laughs> oh, that's good. How many did you get, Kit? I think 12. No, that's not bad. I didn't go with Steve, Stephen. Yeah, I can't did, give those. <laughs> no. Correct. No, it's good effort. Good effort. Right, Brez. We've been this, like you said earlier. This has been our tenth episode now, and it's it's crazy how how quickly those first ten have gone. Yeah. So let's just finish off by having a little bit of a recap on those first ten because it's gone down pretty well. We've had some good feedback, and we've had some great guests. What you know, which 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 pods stand out to you? I think the one that people always come up to me and go, "Mate, that podcast with genius." I think is uh, uh, Anthony McGrath. Yeah. His he has lived a life that boy, hasn't he? Like. <laughs> Some at Tangles that that man has been in, and yeah. um, and he talks about them very well, and he's quite he's a funny guy, isn't he? Like we know how yeah. funny he is, and uh, you know I I enjoyed that podcast a lot because I laughed a lot, and I think a, a lot of people who listen to it have laughed laughed along with us as well. So I think yeah, yeah that that was a good one. And, and Woody, you know what his his comedy duo is his double act. Woody was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed Woody's. He's mm. quite uh, funny for for both reasons, though, Brett, because he. You know, he touched. He's he's funny. He's he's got the stories, but he's doing some great work with with the lads as well. And it's such a important thing at the minute. So it's you know touching both sides. The Gaz one, Gary. Like, yeah, Gaz were good. Gaz were very good because not many people have seen that side to him. And I think it's there's one thing knowing Gary about Gary Balance and knowing Gary Balance. Like mm. obviously, you get the sort of the. The, the figure that he portrays in the media where he's all a bit, bit nervous and stuff. But obviously we know a different Gary, don't we? Yeah. And, um, we got a little bit of that out of him. And I think it's good for people to see that about Gaz because he is he's an absolute hero of a man, isn't he? Yeah, he is. 
is I think that's the advantage of me and you doing this pod for the club is lads are speaking to us as as not not the media just as we're talking as mates aren't we yeah we've been together with, with them for quite a long time and we know them inside and out and the trusters and they open up to us a little bit more so I've, I've absolutely loved it and you know, I'm looking forward to the next 10. It's interesting to see who we can get on for the next 10. So what, what, what sort of direction do you want to take the ticket in? Kate, come on, you, you can put your input. Producer Kate, come on. <laughs> I think a good mix of everyone, current and former. But I think we definitely have to, for a season finale, whenever the ECB decide end of season, um, to get Pato on. Yeah. Well, that would what, be the cherry on the top. Are you talking about like, the cricket season or the actual season in our podcast oh, like we don't even know when it's going to end or whether it has seasons or whether it's going to keep going and going well obviously this podcast is going to it has to keep going and going because we're attracting a lot of attention i mean we're attracting sponsors and stuff so <laughs> I, I reckon we try and we try and crack the indian market let's say in big like what sachin Sam, <laughs> well, sammy sammy dick he's in your pocket isn't he Sach, so yeah he is actually no we, we signed ashwin so Get Ashwin on, Pajara. Ah, I like it. Yeah, good, good top shout. I reckon, yeah. yeah, we could probably get, um, we could probably ask him some... Uh, ooh, mancadding. Ask, yeah, let's ask him about mancadding. <laughs> that'll, that'll be popular, won't it? No, because we've got to try and sign him back for us. He, won't, <laughs> he hasn't played for us yet. We need to get him back. No, I, I've had some good feedback from Damses, actually, because a, a lot of people see, see our academy set up from a distance. Yeah. And for Damsey just to talk about what he looks for in an academy player, how it all works. That's that went down really well. So, you know, we all like to hear the funny stories and stuff, but to have a good mixture of the stories and the setup of our club and why it be so successful. No, I, like, I totally agree. I mean, it's difficult with setting yourself a sort of remit with these podcasts because you know we could talk forever about nonsense, or we could actually deliver something out to the you know the listeners that you know they want to hear so it's good when they come to us and say actually guys why not you do this and do that a bit like producer kate when she texts us in the week and said res you say obviously too much <laughs> and then I text back yeah, saying, kate, obviously i'll try and not do that in the future thanks kate kate's, kate's been giving us some tips and you kate on how to get better at this you're not the worst give yourself some credit oh, <laughs> not the worst <laughs> being alfred by our own producer but yeah I'm, I'm excited to see where we can take it and i mean who we can take it to but yeah i have really enjoyed doing them even yeah, though i hate too. talking about cricket i just enjoy the banter and because we've got none at the minute it's just nice to just nice to see a couple of familiar faces catch up with old friends and stuff yeah it'd be, it'd be good to actually uh, hear from our listeners so if you if you do want to hear anyone on the pod drop us a message tweet us bye brez as always by my side, but this time as a guest, I've I've enjoyed listening to your story, even though I, I know you hate talking about cricket. But yeah, it just don't flow as well when I do it, does it? I'd prefer to ask the questions. Yeah, but you've got some, you've got an unbelievable CV and some great stories, so it's been it's been good to listen to them anyway. As Hoddy once said, "Brez, you've completed cricket." And on that note, you've been listening to Covers Off Podcast, <laughs> your strategy, me Richard Pirate and our producer Kit. Uh, any questions throughout the week, tweet is at Tim Bresden and at Richard Pyra. Completed it, mate. <laughs>